0: If you're trying to decide whether you should go talk to somebody and have a conversation about the thing that they did that upset you or the thing that's causing you some stress or just doesn't really feel okay in your relationship with them, today's episode is for you. I'm going to be walking you through some questions and a process that you can use to get clear on one, whether or not you really want to go and talk to that person and put your time and energy into that, and two, how to make that a lot more effective if that's what's right for you. You are listening to Bold as Love. I'm your podcast host, April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator. And This question of when should I go talk to somebody about the thing that's bothering me, right? Should I talk to them about it? Should I just let it go? Should I manage it in a different way? Is it worth the time and energy to go and, you know, sit down with them and clear the air? This is tricky stuff, right? Because we've all had those moments when it's been such a relief and it's been super productive and useful to clear the air with somebody. And there's times when it did not go well, right? And there's those times that we wish we had have, right? And maybe we would have a very different relationship with that person if we had let ourselves be seen and known in a different way. So as I'm thinking through this question, right, of when do we go and talk about it, it reminds me of this idea I saw written somewhere. And it said, if it's bothering you in 24 hours, you should speak up, Within 48. So, if a day later you find yourself still thinking about it, still kind of ruminating about it, then you should go and take care of that, right? As quickly as possible. And I think there's some truth to that idea that I like. And I also think that sometimes we kind of get pushed into this hurry of go talk it out without really doing our due diligence to one, make sure that that's also in our best interest and that that's going to be good for us. And two, to know what our hopes and intentions are with that conversation. So the first question that I would encourage you to think about is, what is your goal for this conversation? What outcome do you want to see happen? What change or shift do you hope that having this conversation will create? Because so often we kind of just go in with our eyes shut and say, you know, we're just supposed to talk about it and somehow the conversation is just supposed to create whatever it is that it creates on its own. But this question of what is your goal for this conversation is so important. So let me give you an example. I had a situation one time where I had met this person, her and I had hung out a few times, I really liked her And I had this idea for a volunteer project that I wanted to do to help support the uh, refugees that were living in our local area. And she was somebody that I thought would be interested in in partnering with me on that. And so I talked to her about it. She was super excited. She was really keen. And so we started to create these plans for what we were going to do and how this was going to go. And... What I found was, you know, there started to kind of be this awkwardness where I wasn't really sure what was happening in the um, plan of what we were doing. And I was kind of getting frustrated and confused. And what I realized was that, you know, she essentially had changed her mind and was telling me no without actually telling me no. Right, She had made a different decision that she didn't actually want to participate in this in the way that we had discussed, but she never really told me that. So I was kind of just trying to figure out, you know, from the sidelines what was happening without really knowing. And that really bothered me. Right. And it really bothered me. And I had felt actually quite let down in that situation. And so that was fine. we had kind of left, you know, the project and I realized I needed to kind of just do that on my own or in a different way. And that was fine. But I noticed that when she would, when I would get a text message from her, I would feel this tension. And seeing her name on my phone kind of had this bad taste in my mouth. And I realized that like, this was a thing, right? Clearly this was bothering me. Clearly this was like, I had some tension, right? Between us. And so as I thought about my goal for both this relationship, right? Because this is this other really next important question. What is your goal for this relationship? Even though I had felt a bit let down, I had a sense that there was really good potential for us to actually be real friends and that was appealing to me and so I was like okay because I have this in mind and because this tension is weighing on me I'm just gonna clear it out so I realized that my goal for this conversation was to allow there to be some risk that if this went well and she was receptive, and it was positive, we could now really truly be friends. And if it didn't, then that's my answer. And it's a done deal, right? And now I know to just really step back and quit investing energy over there. So the beauty was that when I went in there, ultimately to kind of just get this off my chest and see if this was somebody I could truly maintain a relationship with or that I needed to step back from. It was a wonderful thing because her response was very open, very self-aware. She had said, yeah, you know what? I've actually had other people tell me that in different work settings, Um, you know, that there's times when I've kind of done that as well. I've changed gears and backed out of things. And, you know, thank you for coming and talking to me about this. It wasn't my intention to put you in this, you know, unpleasant position that it then put you into. And... Because of that conversation, she's now one of my close friends. So, this goes back to this idea that you've probably heard me talk about before, which is boundary setting is not keeping people out, although sometimes it can be. It's actually an invitation to get closer. So, me going and talking to her was actually an invitation to say, essentially, not that these are the words I said, I'm interested in being actual friends with this person. Is that going to happen here? And so the question that you really need to dig into, what is your goal for this conversation? What's the outcome that you're hoping for? Now, there's times when I have made the decision to speak up and go and say my piece with somebody, Not because I expected them to change or even to really be able to take in what I'm saying. There's times when I've gone to tell somebody, hey, here's how you're impacting me. Just because I needed to see that I would take care of myself in that way. That I would speak up for myself. And so it wasn't really about the impact that that conversation would have on the other person. It was about the impact it would have on me. It was about building that confidence and that self trust that I will take care of myself. There's other times when we may need to speak up just because we need to set a boundary. And so sometimes we get into this thing when we think about going to talk to somebody about whatever that inflamed issue is between you, and it's tempting to kind of go back through the past of, you know, here's all the moments that have disappointed me, hurt me, offended me, right? Upset me that you've done. Here's all the reasons of, you know, why I'm now frustrated and upset with you. But again, when we check in about what is your goal for that relationship, is this somebody that you're actually looking to build a close connected relationship with and does that feel possible or is this just a time when you need to set a boundary and if it's just a time when you need to set a boundary then going back into all the past history of things actually just overwhelms people and creates a big conflict. That's when we end up in a big fight. So as I said, I think of a client in my life that has this um, family member, a sister-in-law that, you know, constantly kind of pushes boundaries, constantly kind of throws her weight around. And in this situation, as we look about how she wants to go and have this conversation with that sister-in-law, really it becomes more about How do you want to do things differently moving forward rather than needing to necessarily go back and rehash and repair the past? So the conversation becomes not, here's what you did, you know, that upset me before. It becomes about, here's how I'm going to take care of myself by speaking up about what's happening in this moment. In this moment, I just need to set a boundary. In this moment, I just need to let myself take up space and be heard. See how that's two very different goals? Because when we look at this idea of what's your goal for this relationship... So there's some people that you might have in your life, whether that's a coworker, a family member, somebody that you're kind of tied to for whatever reason, where maybe the goal for that relationship is to get to a place where it's harmonious, peaceful, maybe pleasant and enjoyable, but it's not necessarily somebody that you would choose to be BFFs with if you were meeting them in a totally free environment, right? Right where you weren't essentially tied to this person. So when we look at it, one of the things that, you know, I think we need to be aware of is often when we're going to try to talk things out with somebody, what I see is kind of an unidentified subconscious goal is we're often looking to be understood. I want to share information about what I feel and why I feel that way right? And why I think the way I do. And it's a completely built-in human need to want to belong, to want to be accepted, and being understood is a part of that. But there may be, but when we also look at it, it's actually really sacred and precious for someone to get to know you at that deep, intimate level. And so when we look at it this way, not all people are necessarily going to be able to meet you at that level of depth, at that level of intimacy. And so I think we need to do good self-responsibility and good self-trust kind of behaviors of before I crack my heart wide open, right, in front of everybody just for the goal of like we should talk about it. I want to be really clear on what I'm opening myself up to and why. So for example, when I look at, you know, what is my goal of that relationship? That helps me get clear on, is this a relationship that I'm wanting to go deep and connected and close with? Or is this a relationship that like, I kind of just need to be in? right and just tend to on more of a surface level place and so it's this idea that you know not everybody is going to be able to swim in the deep end of the pool with you we have some relationships that are just going to need to exist at more of that shallow end and a big part of the tension that i see happen for people in their families and and in some of the relationships in their life is like they're trying to get some of these shallow end people not that they're shallow people, but if we look at it as like that depth of a pool, the people that can only go so deep, if we're trying to pull them into the deep end with us, that's actually really dangerous for both people involved. It's actually quite reckless to try to drag somebody into deep levels of intimacy without being aware of that's what you're doing. And it might be that that's exactly what you want to do, but you need to be aware of what you are bringing into that conversation. And so when we look at this idea of what's your goal for this relationship, as an example, my sister and I, very close, very grateful for her, and every once in a while, we step on each other's toes. Every once in a while, there's a moment of like tension and a rift. And in those situations, I always talk it out with her and she always talks it out with me because I don't want there to be any tension between us, right? I don't want there to be any blocks between us. So my goal for that relationship is close, supportive, safe, deep, connected. So I'll always clear the air with her. Because we know that one of the risks of relationship, if you don't clear the air with somebody that you're wanting to be close and connected with, what does that do? Starts to create distance, starts to create a wall between us. That little rift or hurt or misunderstanding becomes like this rock. And then the next inevitable, because this is human relationships, we inevitably are going to step on each other's toes from time to time, becomes another block. And then six months later, there's another block, right? Or six days later, there's another block. And eventually we have this wall built between us and this other person. And this is what I often see happen in couples where people don't want to risk the conflict, They don't want to risk ruining a Saturday night with kind of hashing out some of their unresolved issues. And so they stay quiet. And then what happens, right? It's like it all gets kind of pushed under the rug until it's all you can feel in the room. And the relationship is over. It's destructed, right? We broke it and we broke it by not tending to our goal for that relationship. This is somebody I want to be known by. This is somebody I want to be close to. Now, also, there's a piece of self-responsibility around this. This doesn't mean that we always just need to say how we feel. We're kind of just pushed in our culture now. There's kind of like this discourse and like, the self-help world and, and the coaching world and the therapy world, you know, it's like always just talk about it. Say what's bothering you. Say what's bothering you. And again, I think we need to take responsibility both for what we're opening ourselves up to and the impact that we're having on the other person, the energy that we are bringing into the room. So, you know, this question of, is this a good investment of your time and energy, To address this issue. So, as an example, I remember getting into the car with my partner and we were late because he had been running late. And I was annoyed by that. You know, that feeling when you're sitting there and you're like, ugh, frustrated and just kind of pissed off in that moment. So, that was me. And it was on the tip of my tongue to say something critical about the fact that we were now running behind schedule. But what would have the what would the goal have been of that? It wasn't going to change anything because we're already late. We can't go back in time. And if I'm being really honest, I could be mad at him for being late. But the fact is, he's always late. <laughs> so I could also be mad at myself for not nudging us out the door sooner because that would have also been effective and we wouldn't be late, right? So the goal of me venting in that moment was not actually to have an open conversation about here's a change that I need to see happen, right? It just would have been about venting my own emotion in that moment. That would have been the only goal. Me getting this uncomfortable emotion out of my body by verbalizing it out loud, which now just means I've just thrown it like arrows into my partner and ruined what might have been a nice day so instead i took a breath i let myself put on some music i made myself fight that urge to say something and i let us move into having a nice day so there's these moments when we actually can rack what might have been a really nice day by not asking ourselves you know these questions of what would my goal be? Am I talking for a purpose or am I just venting emotion? Now, this question of, is this a good investment of your time and energy to go and talk to somebody? What I often kind of hear people say is like, ah, this is not even worth my energy to go and talk to this person. And I think that sometimes that may be true, absolutely. Because the thing is, it's not just your time right? That hour, that two hours that goes into going and meeting that person and sitting down talking about it, right? So when we realistically even measure how much time are you investing in that conversation, it's also like how much energy goes into it both beforehand and thinking about it, planning for it, having lots of emotions about it, as well as whatever the aftermath of that looks like right? The days that you spend trying to make sense of it after, the days you spend kind of replaying what was said and not said. So we have to kind of look at the amount of time and energy. But when I hear people say, it's just not worth the time and energy to do that. Sometimes I hear a lie in that. (laughs) Because the lie is, at times, you're already thinking about it. You're already spending a lot of time and energy putting that into this issue. What you're not doing is taking responsibility for how you want to take care of it. So notice this question, is this a good investment of time and energy, right? And there's times when I'm like, it's actually not. And it's not because in that moment maybe I'm just asking the person to change, not what they're doing, but who they are. And that's probably not going to go anywhere, right? That's not the goal of one conversation. That's a goal of like a lot of therapy. So, you know, this is where we get really responsible, right? Or are we asking them to change the way they're treating you? Because that's a boundary setting conversation now, right? So when we look at this idea of, Being responsible for how you're spending your time and energy and getting honest with yourself about what you need, what you need to be able to feel at peace and what you need to be able to feel good. And there's times when that is absolutely the investment that we need to make in order to protect our own hearts, protect our own emotional well-being, protect our own relationships, and build the kind of connections that we're wanting to have. But only you know where that is a good investment and where that difference is between investing time and energy and creating understanding and harmony and intimacy, or whether you're just needing to do some boundary setting, right? Which is a very different kind of conversation. So I would love to hear from you what stood out to you about this podcast today. And if you found it useful, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend, because that helps me get this out to reach more people that this can make a difference for and that can be a part of this circle here with me. So thank you for that. And I will see you next time. Take care.